You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Recorded live.
Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for another day. Thank you for life, health, and strength, oh God. Thank you for another opportunity to come uh, into this study, God, with your people. God, I ask that you would be in the midst of this Bible study on tonight, that you would uh, speak through me, God, that you would use me as your vessel. Father, we just bless you for everyone that call in and those that are um, faithful to the Bible study line. God, I ask that you would bless them, God, that you would um, continue to give them the heart to receive your word um, and the ear to hear and the attitude to apply your word. We thank you and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Happy Monday, everybody. Yeah, happy Monday. (laughs) Nope, not hump day yet. We got two more days before hump day. I pray that everybody has had an awesome weekend, Mm -hmm. a good Sunday. Deacon Sammy, you sound even better than you did last week. Oh, yeah, that's true. Y'all all the way healed now, huh? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. So that means y'all kicking up higher. We're kicking up a little higher. So yeah. now I'm I'm just guessing that y'all kicking even higher. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. I'm um, a That's good. I I don't know what the um temperature is up in Rochester, but it's been really really nice down here. Really whatever. Nice, but uh, who just said whatever? Is we that, is that the, you know that. People are always talking about haters. <laughs> uh, y'all haters. <laughs> it's been really, really nice. Yesterday was 76 degrees. Mm-hmm. And um, today was in the upper 60s, but it was still nice. And I was just driving along today, just taking in the... um my environment, and I just really appreciate where I am. I really, really do. I love, I never thought that I would be one to like country life. You know you meant just snow. Eh, no, no thank you, no. Nope, I don't even dream about it. <laughs> but I, I just really appreciate um the, the wonder around me. And I'm going to share this with you, and I hope, that you receive something from this. But on last week, you know, I'm always talking, telling you all about cows and the different animals down here. Mm-hmm. But I truly, my husband and I were riding today, and I just wanted to say to him so bad, listen, I really, really want some cows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I didn't. Um, but so last week, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm riding and I, I'm just thinking, I'm telling you, I'm in my head. And I'm like, God, I always see black cows. 
I always see black cows with white spots. I always see brown cows, brown cows with white spots. Very seldom do I see a white cow with black spots. But I've never seen a pure white cow, never. Mm -hmm. And I've been down here going on three years. Never seen a pure white cow. This wasn't last week. This was maybe two weeks ago. And I promise you, I was in just riding along, and I was talking to myself, and I said, I've never seen a pure white cow. I said, God, are there white cows? Do you know yesterday? Nope, that was this morning. As I was driving to my son's school, I looked to my left in a direction that I probably probably look in every time I go in that direction, which is probably three to four times a week, if not more. And I've never seen cows over in this direction. But today was a, was a bunch of cows, and there was one pure white cow. Wow. One. Wow. And I got excited and I smiled. <laughs> you know why? Because God answers you. Because he answered me. And it doesn't yes. matter when you pray. Yes. It doesn't matter how long ago you pray. Do you know that God will bring it about when you're not even thinking about it anymore? Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Yes. He answered my prayer. It, I'm telling you, a pure white cow, and it was walking along the other cows, but you can pick it right out. I've <laughs> never seen it. And I guarantee you, if I go that way again, I won't see it again. <laughs> but because I asked God, yes. Yes. I asked him, and that may not be anything to anybody else, but it's, it's not about the cows. It's about God answering prayer. Yes. yes. And so even in the midst of turmoil, even in the midst of confusion, even in the midst of aggravation, even in, the, in your lowest, at your lowest point, just think about that one pure white cow. <laughs> and God will do it. Yes. He will do it. Yes. He will do it. I see cows every single day, all day, and twice on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen a pure white cow, but I asked God, are there any? And he showed me. So you could be asking God, God, where is he? God, where are my, why aren't my kids in church yet? Why, are, why this and why? And he, when you're not even thinking about it, He's going to just bring it along. He's going to do it. it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so it's so amazing that our lesson today is it takes time. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it takes time. We, we studied some months back, maybe last year or early in 16, about um, a time in the season. Uh-huh. <laughs> A time and season, everything takes time. Everything takes time. Everything takes time. Oh, my God. You can just use that, that, that subject for so many. You can preach about five different messages, five or more different messages from that. It Amen. takes time. And I guarantee you if five people preach this, they would not preach the same message. Mm, 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 mm. 
It takes time. Everything on earth has its own time and its own season. Mm. And that came from Ecclesiastes 3 and 1. Um, I am sure that God, who began the good work within you, will keep right on helping you to grow in his grace until his task within you is finally finished on that day when Jesus Christ returns. And that's Philippians uh, 1 and 6. If you want to write these scriptures down, Philippians 1 and 6. Greetings to everyone that just um, came on after I prayed. Um, Good, happy Monday to you. Happy Monday. Amen. There are no shortcuts to maturity. My God. There are no shortcuts. No shortcuts to maturity. It takes years for us to grow to adulthood, and it takes a full season for fruit to mature and ripen. The same is true for the fruit of the Spirit. The development of Christ-like character cannot be rushed. Mm. Spiritual growth, like physical growth, takes time. Your relationship with Christ takes time. Getting to know who Jesus is takes time. Understanding God's word takes time. Mm -hmm. You know, some people think that as soon as you get saved, things change. They don't. Mm -hmm. Not not everything. Some things God He will just take it. You know, take a, a taste away from you, take a habit away from you, or you know, but. Not everything. Some of us have been saved for over 20 years. Some of us have been saved for over 10 years. Some of us have been saved for over five years. Some people have been saved for over 50 years. And there are things that they're still working on. Mm -hmm. Some people say, well, I don't know. Are you still working on that? How he still working on that? He's been saved five years. Honey, any everything in your life you got it straight? Amen. Everything takes time. Yeah. Everything. When you try to ripen fruit quickly, it loses its flavor. Mm-hmm. In America, tomatoes are usually picked unripened so they won't bruise during shipping to the stores. Then before they are sold, these green tomatoes are sprayed with CO2 gas to turn them red instantly. What? Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Gas tomatoes are edible, but they are no match to the flavor of a vine-ripened tomato that is allowed to mature slowly. Wow. Mm. Mm. Imagine unseasoned or unripened pastors and leaders. They they don't even have the full they haven't even matured. You know, some people get they they be they get saved, they become ministers, you know, and then they somebody will tell them, God called you to pastor. God called you to pastor. And as soon as somebody say God called you to pastor, next Sunday they're having service, church meeting in their um living room or um, they done rented out a room at mm-hmm. the hotel, a conference room, and they now they pet their pastoring. Amen. 
They're not even they're not even ripe yet. Mm. They're not even seasoned. The flavor is not even there. Mm. But they're leading people. They have they have the CO two gas to turn them <laughs> into a pastor. Mm. Their head is all gassed up. Somebody told them that they should be a pastor. Somebody told them that it's time for them to pastor. Somebody told them, but God did not call them yet. Mm. Or he did not appoint them yet for Mm. that time. So while we worry about how fast we grow, God is concerned about how strong we grow. Mm. 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 God views our lives and um, he views our lives from and for eternity. He's in eternity viewing our lives for eternity. So mm. he is never in a hurry. God is this never point, He's never in a hurry. Mm. Why? Because he is time. Amen. He is time. Lane Adams once compared the process of spiritual growth to the strategy the Allies used in war, World War II liberate islands in the South Pacific. First, they would soften up an island. That means weakening the resistance by shelling the enemy stronghold with bombs from offshore ships. Next, a small group of Marines would invade the island and establish a beachhead, which is a tiny fragment of the island that they would control. And then once the beachhead was secured, they would begin the long process, we're talking about time, the long process of liberating the rest of the island, one bit of territory at a time. Hmm. Eventually, the entire island would be brought under control, but not without some costly battles. Hmm. Listen, y'all, we are going to go through some things before we reach our fullest potential. Mm. Mm -hmm. We're going to go through some things before we become what we're supposed or who we're supposed to be. We're going to go through some things. So, you know, people use the, or we use the term, just take it day by day. Uh Don't even take it day by day. Take it minute by minute. Take it minute by minute. Don't try to rush. You know God is doing something great in your life. Be in the moment. Enjoy the moment. Mm. Enjoy the moment. I was expressing to someone lately or recently um, when my husband and I got married, it was a small ceremony, but I I can remember from beginning to the end. I can remember. Because that was the best. That was the best day. It to me, mm-hmm. it was the best day I have spent money and money and money and money before. But that was it was inexpensive. It was small. It was intimate. But I enjoyed every. I was present. That's what I want to say. I was present mm-hmm. from the beginning all the way to the end. I was present. Mm. The process of it, mm. I went through it detail by detail. The little um, decorations that I did do, 
deep, it was detailed, and I was present moment by moment. God wants us to be present moment mm. by moment mm. in the process that we're going through to get to where we have to be, where we have to go, where he's taking us. He wants us to be in the moment for a few reasons. One reason reason is that we won't have to go through that again. Amen. We won't have to go through that moment again Mm. because we paid attention to detail. Ah, We paid attention to everything that was going on at that moment. So then when I feel what got me to that moment, what, what 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 happened before I got to that moment? I'm going to remember that. Amen. He wants us to remember also and be in that moment so that we can appreciate it. We have to learn to appreciate. I'm, I'm talking about my, my, my marriage, my wedding. I appreciate that. But how about the not-so-nice things that we go through? become. God still wants us to appreciate even those moments. Appreciate those moments. Some people, do you have a scar from when you were younger? Anybody still have a scar? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it, do you have a scar from, say, something that you wasn't supposed to do, but you did it, and now you have a scar from it? Yes. 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 <laughs> Do you appreciate that scar? <laughs> Did it teach you a lesson? Yes. Yeah. If, if, if we have a scar on us, I look at my fingers on my right hand. Um, my cousin and I just, I don't even know how to explain, just being off little kids. She had just moved to New York from down south, and she was showing out. And I'm showing out, trying to show I'm tough, you know. And she got a knife, waving the knife in my in my face. And I decide I'm going to grab the knife. Well, I grabbed the knife right around the blade, and she slid it out my hand. So it cut my fingers open. Wow. my fingers. So when I look at that, I appreciate those scars because it reminds me of, First of all, you can't be showing out. Mm-mm. You can't try to impress anybody because it's not about people. I have different scars on my body from climbing up in a tree, climbing on top of the house, all of that crazy stuff. And God leaves, God, he allows scars to stay in our mental in our uh, emotional, so that we can remember and we can appreciate that time. Amen. Amen. Anybody want to say anything before I move on? You know, um, just listening to you talk and bringing up that God alone. Sorry, can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, um, just listening to you say that. It just gave me a whole new perspective on life because mm. um, I believe that a lot of us, if not all of us, you know, we go through things and uh, we learn to appreciate the good things in life, but I've never heard anybody say appreciate the bad moments. 
Wow. I've, I don't I don't believe I've ever heard nobody say that. Appreciate the bad moments, and like you said, it it teaches you something, and that's why you can appreciate it. That it teaches you um, what to do and what not to do if you ever get into that moment ever again. Or it teaches you so that you don't go back into that moment again. Mm. So um, I, I thank you for sharing that with us. Amen. You you have to appreciate the bad moments as well as the good ones because the bad ones are supposed to or the not so good, let's say the not so good ones, let's not call them bad moments because the teachable moments, how's that? That's better. <laughs> Amen. But Teachable moments are just that. They're supposed to teach us something. They're supposed to take us to the next stage in our lives. Amen. So why not appreciate that? I Let me tell you something. I drive you not. I appreciate everything that I've gone through in my life. I do. It took me a while to say that, but I appreciate even the the teachable moments, the times that I had to cry, the times that my heart was heavy, the times that I was just bugged out, the times that I even inflicted pain on myself or uh, things that uh, didn't happen so well, I afflicted, um, inflicted those pains or those distresses on myself. I appreciate it. Amen. Because it made me into the Audrey that I am today. Mm-hmm. And it, it did. It did. The good, the good moments too. But if we always have good moments, we will never appreciate life. Mm-hmm. Appreciate if God. Everything, if everything always happened just the way we want and plan, we will be some spoiled, unappreciative, ungrateful people. Yes, sir. Amen. 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 As my pastor said, you ain't never been through nothing. How can you tell somebody about something? You won't be able to tell nobody nothing. And those are the types of um, ministers, preachers, prophets, whomever. Those are the type of people I don't want to talk to. I don't need you saying nothing to me because you ain't never been through nothing. Mm-hmm. You don't know what it is to, to almost lose a ministry. You don't know what it is to only have five members. You don't know what it is to not um, to uh, not be able to pay uh, a bill or to have people walk away from you, people turn their backs on If you don't know none of that, we really don't have nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. If you were given a church already in progress, the church is already made, you know what I'm saying? There are already members there. You already, mm-hmm. you came and started pastoring a, a congregation of 150, 550 people. You don't have nothing to tell me about mm-hmm. how and and what it what it feels like to go through um, when there's there are no members or they're, they're coming in they're scattered. Mm-hmm. You, I'm sorry, you ain't been through it yet, sir. Mm-hmm. You haven't been through it yet. Mm-hmm. So appreciate your good moments. Adam knew. Adams drew this parallel. Before Christ invades our lives at conversion, he sometimes has to soften us up by allowing problems we can't handle. While some open their lives 
I'm sorry? I, I just wanted to say, um, when you were saying appreciate the bad things, I think mm-hmm. what makes it hard to appreciate them is if you didn't learn from them. When you don't learn from the mistakes or the bad things that happen in your life, then you can't appreciate them because you don't know why it happened and you're, you're so quick to blame somebody else for it happening. But once you learn from it, it's easier to appreciate. Right. And, 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 you, and you can grow so that you, you learn where you don't, it won't happen again. You don't make those same mistakes. Right. And and you just brought me to something else. When you just said when you people don't learn from their mistakes. Is that what you just said? Some people don't learn from their mistakes? It's hard to appreciate it if you didn't learn nothing from them. Right. And, And instead of asking God why, and I'm not saying that we can't ask him why. Listen to what I'm saying. Instead of asking him when you're going through something, Lord, why am I going through this? Don't ask why. Say, what am I supposed to learn? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to learn that. Right, because when you ask God why, or when you ask anybody why, it's a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? You you yeah. want to, what you're really asking, what we're really asking, like if somebody does something, like why would, why would you do that? Like, I don't deserve that. Why would you do that to me? I don't. But if you say, God, what am I supposed to learn? You're accepting responsibility, and you're saying, God, I know I'm wrong. I've erred, whatever the situation is, or I know that this is you bringing this to me. Now, please help me to learn from this. Yes. Right. Uh, can I say something? Absolutely. I just was talking to someone and they were go- they're going through some things and they were saying they were going to pray for a change for that person but i had to tell tell them you have to pray and ask god what do you need to see in this and what do you need to do a lot of times you know, when things happen to somebody that's close to us, we think that person needs to change or, you know, you're praying for them. Pray for everybody that's involved. Because it's something for all of us to see or to learn from that. And I hope and pray that that person took that advice because it's about you. It's not about you. It's about Everybody. It's an, it's not just no one person thing when it happens to a, a member of your family or a member. It's for you. It's it's something to open your eyes to see. Come on. So I just and, and uh, something else that you said. I don't want to take too much time, but something else you said earlier about seeing that that white cow. Mm-hmm. I tell you, I God has been. Revealing himself more and more to me, and I just, I love it. Because everything that I've been asking, he's been doing it. Wow. I just, it's it's amazing, and I love it, and I don't want, I want to continue on going that direction. (laughs) I don't want to turn back. I don't want to look to the sides. I just want to keep my eyes focused on him. That's it. I'm I'm telling you, it's just amazing. 
I'm telling you, if you don't remember anything and your faith is wavering, just think about that white cow. That's it. Think about that white cow. God is, he's, he's doing some stuff. He is doing some stuff. I appreciate him. Thank you for those comments and those, um, somebody trying to say something. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to, um, if I could add into what um, Minister Rochelle and what you have said, um, the lessons that we go through are, are also for us um, and feeding and going off of what you guys have already said. I believe that God allows us to go through certain things to prepare us for what's to come. Mm-hmm. And um, one example I think of is in, um, I can't remember the book, but I know it deals with, it deals with David where he saved the city and when he heard that, when they heard that Saul was coming, they were going to deliver um, David unto unto Saul. And if you look at it, um, David did all this stuff for these people, and yet he was going to deliver. They were going to deliver David to Saul when he came, and that's what God was trying to show David. I've done all this for Israel, and still they turned their backs on me. And oh. I think that's how God brings us to um, being people after his own hearts. Mm. That's the connection that I'm trying to make. Um, because how can David be a man after God's own heart if he did not even experience what God experienced himself? Amen. So he helps us to be more connected with him through the circumstances that we go through. And in ministry, um, before we even become pastors, or leaders in ministry, sometimes God allows us to do things for people, even when we're un- when I believe that we haven't done anything wrong, where we've you know tried to follow peace with all men, and yet people still turn their backs on us. And this is before ministry, and that's God's way of trying to show us this is what happens when you're in ministry. You do things for a lot of people because it's the right thing to do, but everybody won't do the right thing back to you. But you still got to keep your faith. You still have to believe in me, and you still got to follow peace with all men. Mm. Oh, true, sir. So true. You've got to be, you know, we say a lot, be the change that you want to see. Everybody, you just have to know that everybody's not going to receive your change. Everybody's not going to receive you. And they're not supposed to. They're not supposed to receive you. They Everybody didn't receive Christ. Right. And he came to give his life. He gave his life for us, for everybody. But everybody didn't give their life to him. Everybody did not receive him. The, some of the very ones, and even in the Old Testament, like he talked about um, God, uh, how um, Israel turned their back on God. Mm. And they are the chosen people. And God delivered them out of so much. When different ones were coming up against them, he delivered them time and time and time and time and time again. But how easy easy it is to forget things. And they forgot Christ. They forgot about God. They forgot about God. They rejected him. But he continued to love. He continued to love. And that's the lesson that we have to get out of out of that. That even when we are being rejected, we have to consciously choose to love. 
Amen. Amen. We have Amen. to con- consciously choose, go out of our way to love. People say, I ain't going out of my way to speak to her. She don't want to speak. Get out of yourself. Amen. Get out of mm-hmm. yourself. You know, people say, get out your feelings. Get out your feelings. Get out of self. It's not going to hurt. It's not going to take anything off of you. How about um, nails being driven through your hand? How about your feet being pierced? How about a crown of thorns being placed on your head? How about being whipped? How about somebody spitting in your face? How about people throwing stuff at you? How about somebody taking something with nails or um, um, some kind of metal things in it, and every time you get hit with it, it, it just rips open your flesh? Yes. Mm. yes. How about that? And he still loves us. But he still loves us. He still still loves the ones that rejected him. He loved them. Yes, yes. The ones that reject him now, he loves them and he's still calling them. Mm. He's still giving them time. Mm. So who are we? That's true. Who are we? We've got to get out of ourselves. But guess what? It takes time. Yes. It takes time. Now, don't use that as an excuse. <laughs> and say, I don't love her, but it's going to take me some time to do it. No, that that's yeah. not what we're saying. That's not what God is saying. Can I comment on that love thing, please? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I um, was just sitting here before you even said it. There's a love that's in Faith Chapel right now. Wow. Oh, if anybody is feeling it, I know I am. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's a love of unity, and I and I know we still have a ways to go, but I just feel yes. like a, a turnaround. Amen. And, uh, I'm enjoying it. I love uh, hearing um, Minister Mel Kwan. I c- couldn't say that always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. I think I made it known, known to you, but I love to hear him speak. And I love to hear the other ministers speak. It's just a love. There's a love. I'm telling you, God God is doing something at Faith Chapel, and I'm very, very glad. And I can say he's doing something with me. And the love is just tremendous. I'm telling you. So who is on board better get on board. If you want to get some of this, you better come on. Amen. I am so happy to hear that. God is so awesome. That's that white cow. That's it. That's that white cow. How long have we been praying just for unity? How long? Amen. And sometimes oh my goodness. Let me let me no let me go on with this Bible study before I get in trouble tonight. So anyhow. Um, while some open their lives to Christ, <laughs> the first time he knocks on the door, most of us are resistant and defensive. Mm. Our pre-conversion experience is Jesus saying, behold, I stand at the door and bomb. Mm. <laughs> Not I stand at the door and knock, but I'm about to blow this door down. <laughs> The violence taken by force, force, right? And then the moment you open yourself up to Christ, God gets 
a beachhead. Remember, we talked about what, what is the beachhead? There's a tiny fragment of the island that they will control. So he takes a beachhead. Once we give our lives to him, he just takes a tiny part of our lives, mm. and he, he works that until he gets to the next part of our life. He works that. Mm. Then you may think you have surrendered all your life to him, but the truth is there's a lot to your life that you aren't even aware of. There's so much mm. to us that we, we're so petty. We are so petty. Yes. We concentrate on the small stuff. Mm, and there is so much more to our lives. We're missing out and wasting time when we are concentrated on the small stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to our lives that we're not even aware of, and we can only give God as much of us as we understand at that moment. But mm-hmm. that's okay. Because once Christ is given a beachhead, he begins the campaign to take over more and more territory until all of you and all of your life is completely his. Amen. Mm-hmm. And but there will be struggles and battles, but the outcome will never be doubt. Mm-hmm. Never be in doubt. Because Thank you, Lord. That he who began a good work in you will carry out to his completion. That's Philippians 1 and 6. And sometimes even with myself, I have to keep repeating this scripture. I have to say it, and I have to say it, and I have to say it. God, you, you're not even finished with me. You're not finished with me. So help me to, help me to be faithful. Amen. Help me to be faithful. Amen. Amen. Discipleship is the process of conforming to Christ. Mm. The, the Bible says we arrive at real maturity, that measure of development, which is meant by the fullness of Christ, Ephesians 4 and 13. Mm-hmm. Christ-likeness is your eventual destination, but your journey will last a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> so far, we have seen that this journey involves believing through worship, belonging through fellowship, and becoming through discipleship. Mm. Every day, God wants us to become a little more like him. Amen. Because you have, uh, if you um, write this scripture down, Colossians 3 and 10, it says you have begun to live the new life in which you are being made new and are becoming like the one who made you. Mm. So every day we're supposed to be putting off and putting on. Amen. 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 Today we're obsessed with speed, but God is more interested in strength and stability than swiftness. Mm. We want the quick fix, the shortcut, the -the on-the-spot solution. We want a sermon, a seminar, or an experience that will instantly resolve all problems, remove all temptation, and release us from all growing pains. But real maturity is never the result of a single single experience. No matter how powerful or moving, growth is gradual. Mm. No matter how powerful or moving, Growth is 
gradual. The Bible says our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become like him. Second Corinthians 3 and 18. I love it. So why does it take so long? Why does it take so long? Although God could instantly transform us, he has chosen to develop us slowly. He has chosen to develop us slowly. Develop. So there has to be a process mm-hmm. Amen. That's the word for a development. Amen, Kodak workers? Amen. <laughs> anybody, anybody had a, um, what was that? The camera. When you take, because we had one. We had two. I used to develop pictures. Instant cameras. Mm-hmm. And okay. and if you went to high school and you took um photography, they teach you how to develop pictures, right? Mm-hmm. So you take the picture with the actual camera, and then there there is something called negative. Mhm. Anybody ever develop pictures? Yes. Okay, so is it do you get the negatives, right? Mhm. And you put them in a solution and you have to be in a dark, a red light room. Mhm. Right? And and there's a processing that has to take place. Mm-hmm. And it goes mm-hmm. from one solution to another solution mm-hmm. and then it hangs. And then the mm-hmm. the picture if you watch it minute by minute is forming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Polaroid too, but the Polaroid camera when that comes out, you can't there's no you can't see the figures figures on the picture right away, on the photo right away. You gotta shake it. And that used to take so much time. Mm-hmm. You gotta shake it. But even in the shaking, y'all better catch this one. Even in the shaking, even even when you while you're breathing on it, mm. the the picture, the mm-hmm. image is 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 starting to form. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. So even while God is breathing on us, even while He's shaking us, His image is forming us. Mm-hmm. I'm about to hang up because y'all not even at church with me. Thank you, <laughs> I'm doing that. I just don't know. <laughs> you want to this room because I'm about to jump up in the living room, boy. Listen, <laughs> even while he's shaking me, oh, my, oh, my, even while he's breathing on me, mm. oh, my God, his image, yes. the image of him is being shown on me. Mm. Thank you. Now that's fresh off the press. That was really, literally fresh off the press. Yes. I yes. need to be writing this stuff down so I can go in the book. Amen. But I'm telling you, we're 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 on a journey. Mm-hmm. We're on a journey. We're on a journey, and on every a journey. day we have to become. 
we we should be we should see more and more of Christ in us. The Amen. older I get, I feel really white. And every time I look in the mirror, I look in my mother's face. Every time certain things I do, I see my father. I see Sam. I see Bishop. But more than that, every day I should see more of Christ in me and less of Audrey. Amen. Um, Oh, my God. Every day, God wants you to become a little more like him. Man. You have become, begun to live the new life in which you are have, I'm sorry, you are being made new and are becoming like the one who made you. Mm. We are in a process, y'all. We're in a solution, and we're going to be put in another solution. Mm-hmm. Only for the image, our image, to be Christ-like. It's not going to always be in a seminar. It's not going to always be in a sermon. But real maturity is never the result of a single experience. No Mm -hmm. matter how powerful or moving, growth is gradual. Amen. It's gradual. We're not instantly transformed because God has chosen to develop us slowly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jesus is deliberate. He's deliberate in developing his disciples. Just as God allowed the Israelites to take over the promised land little by little, read it in uh, Deuteronomy 7 to 22, he allowed them to do it in increments so they wouldn't be overwhelmed. He's not going to give it all to us at one time. No. He prefers to work in incremental steps in our lives. So why does it take so long? I'm not going to even get into the four, um, five reasons. Mm. We're going to get into that on Wednesday because if I get into it, I'm not going to have time to get all the way through it. But on Wednesday, we're going to talk about um, the uh, several reasons why it takes so long to change and grow. Mm. So does anybody have anything that they want to ask or share um, for right now? And then we're going to close and we're going to finish on Wednesday. Well, I want to say something referring to what Minister Melcon said about um, what happens to us, what we go through is God's way of preparing us for what's to come. Uh-huh. That took me to when I was growing up, you know, after becoming a teenager and stuff. One, I didn't have a whole lot of female friends because that was drama. Uh-huh. And even the little bit of friends, female friends that I did have, if you crossed me wrong, I was quick to cuss you out, ready to fight, or just push you out of my life and just be like done with you. But with all that, and, and it was a whole lot of times where I would do for this one and do for that one and never got nothing back in return. And when Minister Melquan said that, it got me to thinking to where back then I was ready to just be like, 
whatever, let you know how I feel about it and be done with you. But now I'm, I'm so glad and I feel blessed to have the sisters that I have in Christ because I, I would have never thought that I would have so many female women to be around and be happy with. You know, and, mm. just, and, and like Minister Rochelle said, the love that I feel, you know. Yes. yes. And w- when things go left with us, I'm able to either step back and not say nothing, pray pray for God to give me the words to say, or at that moment correct them in a loving way when before I couldn't do that. It was, oh, you, you come for me, I'm coming for you. And now I can do things the right way. You know, so I'm just thankful that God has placed me in Faith Chapel with the women and the pastor that I have, that I can grow in that way. Because way back when, hmm, don't cross me because you you, you cross me, I'm crossing you double time. But now I can come, come to my sisters with love and receive their love when they correct me. Amen. God. God has He has um changed a whole lot of us. Yes, He has. He, he has knows. changed a lot of us because a lot of us and really attest to that um you know if you did something to me I could hold I could hold back then I could hold a grudge I could mm. hold a grudge and I could think of five thousand ways to kill you. <laughs> just hateful. That was just hateful. I was, I was hateful. I was. You couldn't, you couldn't do nothing to me. And then it took me a while because I would, you know, let stuff slide and let stuff slide. You know, as God was dealing with me, and people say, "Well, why do you keep letting her? Why are you letting them do that to you? Why are you letting them?" And you know they're lying, and you know they're not telling the truth. And I go, "But I, you know." I I I can't be driven by people. Right. I really can't because if 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 you allow people to talk to you and get in your head, you will never get through your deliverance. You will never get through your change because people will try to bring you back to that place that you're trying to leave from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I got a one way ticket and I'm not coming back this way. Mm-hmm. So, don't try to, you know, no, bruh. It's a one-way ticket. This is On this journey, it's a one-way ticket. I don't have a round-trip ticket to come back to this place, and that's what you have to tell people. I don't have no round-trip ticket. This is a one-way ticket. And they'll look at you crazy, mm-hmm. but you know what you mean. Mm. I'm trying to get to my white cow. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, we have testimonies of where God brought us from. Yes. Brought us from and how he has changed us. And if you look back on your life, he mm-hmm. planned things strategically mm. for your now, mm. for your present. Mm. The mm. things that you went through was part of God's strategic plan to make you into who you are to become so beautiful. Mm, 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 mm. Anybody else? 
our family members coming to Christ. We thank you, God, for um, spouses. We thank you, Father, for saved spouses. We thank you for our finances being healed. We thank you for our homes. We thank you for vehicles, God. We thank you for our ministries. We thank you for our leaders, God. We just thank you for answering the prayers that we have been praying, God. We thank you, Father, for we have been faithful, but help us to be more faithful. Help us to continue to be faithful, God. We bless your name. We give you all the glory and praise for you, our God. And your God alone, there's nobody like you, God. And we worship you tonight. In our hearts, we worship you, Father, with our, our, our spirit, our songs, our, our, the way we talk, our conversation. We worship you, God, in our hearts. And we give you all the glory and all the praise, God. We thank you. In your holy name we pray. Amen. 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 Remember, I am. I am. You are. Our brother's keeper. Our brother's keeper. You need to send somebody a text and tell them to hold on. Hold on. Don't let go. Change is coming. Change is coming. Amen. Amen. So until the next time, until Wednesday, 730, I love you all. Have a great night. Love you, too. Great night. Good night.
Amen. Amen. I got a box. Is it going to be over here? I don't know. Wait a minute. Do you want to
Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 